You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the OKC82 Podcast. This is your host, Brady Trantham, alongside Miss Madison Morris, as always. And we are being graced by TV's Jerry, Mr. Jerry Ramsey, from the Franchise Players on 107.7 The Franchise. 107.9 Tulsa, uh, every day, 12 to 3, he's yapping about something. And tonight he's going to be yapping about, uh, I guess you can classify it as an impressive Thunder victory because there's no such thing as a bad win in the NBA. And we've seen, especially this team, we've seen this team lose to teams that were minus their stars. Now, New Orleans was more than minus their stars. They were minus four of their five starters, uh, Etwan Moore, Miritich, Anthony Davis, of course, and uh, uh, Julius Randle, uh, only Drew Holiday played um, in terms of their starters. And the Thunder started slop- sloppily and ended sloppily, but it, it just really all that mattered was the in-between where they built up a 20-point lead. But uh, uh, Madison was working all night, so um, she <laughs> wasn't able to watch it, but we all know her schedule. She works really hard. So, Jerry, that's why you're here to help us out. Um, from what you were able to see, I mean, would you say it was an impressive win considering what you've seen this team do in the past against teams? minus their stars, or is it just kind of like, what the hell happened in the fourth quarter? Your Oklahoma City Thunder, who are 30-18, and 18, uh, they got that record because they have a hell of a lot of talent. And uh, right now, they are really starting to gel. Uh, they had that little skid where they weren't playing very well defensively, uh, but still they were scoring. Now the scoring of the defense is starting to even out a little bit, and they have a lever. They have a button that they can push. They, they are that team that they thought they were with Carmelo. Uh, last year, they would go through games, and they thought they would just turn it on, and it ended up biting them in the butt a ton. Not this year. This year, they cruised through the first quarter of this game, and they cruised through the fourth quarter in this game, still being able to pull off uh, 122 to uh, 116. I mean, 122 points, and you cruised through two of the four quarters, Brady. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's impressive. I mean, what, what they were able to do, I mean, Billy Donovan said it in the post game. He said, I thought for three quarters of basketball, they played really, really well. And they certainly did. They built up, like I said, that 20-point lead. Um, guys, I mean, and all this came coming from Paul George, who only had nine points um, in the first half. He scored 11 in the third quarter, got cooking in the second half. Russell Westbrook has a triple-double, um, 23 points, 16 boards, 16 assists, Um I believe everybody in the starting five and even Dennis Schroeder all finished in double digits, if I'm not mistaken. But um, it's they took care of business. But it was kind of funny, Madison. Um, of course, I know you didn't get to see this, but I did want to point it out to you because in the locker room, <laughs> you were like you were doing a really good job. You were filming, and then in between players, you were like looking at the box. We're trying to see, okay, what do I what, what do I need to say during the post game right. wrap up? And I was like, I can explain this game to you in two sentences. The first sentence is Billy Donovan called the timeout two and a half minutes into the game. Because the Pelicans got up 8-4, and they were doing it with uh, offensive rebounds and just more energy. The Thunder looked lethargic. Calls timeout, then the Thunder go on a 12-2 run to kind of pretty much from that point on until late in the fourth quarter when Drew Holiday got cooking, uh, just put it away from that moment. But, you know, like I said, you've seen this team drop games Mm -hmm. against teams that didn't have their stars, but um, I feel like I'm writing about it in the story right now. I feel that that just makes it all the more impressive that they were still able to overcome all the sloppy symptoms and still play so well. No, I agree. And I think it's just because of the kind of basketball they've been playing lately. They've won four straight now. This is their second straight win in this three-game three game home stretch. Uh, you know, we saw it, what, last week or a couple of weeks ago 
I've already lost track of time, but we, we saw it last time that the Lakers were here in Oklahoma City without LeBron James, and of course that young core of just Kuzma, um, Josh Hart, and Lonzo Ball completely dominated the Thunder, and it was just, I, I don't know if I would say that that's a horrible, horrible, bad loss, but you know it was kind of an embarrassing loss just because of what the circumstances were, and it had to go into overtime as well, so... Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think it really does chalk it up to the kind of basketball the guys are playing right now. Uh, Russ and Paul both said it in post game. They're playing with a lot more energy right now. They're playing with confidence. Um, Paul feels really comfortable comfortable around this team, around these guys. And uh, it's starting to show, especially with tougher opponents coming up. So, I mean, I said this on Tuesday night's podcast. This was a great start to this three-game home stretch. Now they're continuing to carry over that energy, and I'm excited to see what they're going to do against the Bucks on Sunday. And really quick, like a little technical aside, um, we're recording this in an undisclosed room in the arena. Um, they're tearing down the floor, so we weren't able to do this in our usual spot. So we're all kind of huddled around a table. So if it's a little qu- more quieter than usual, our apologies. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the OKC Rough and ready. you got to love it as a listener. Yeah, You're Jer- right in the middle of everything. Yeah, we were trying to find a place to record, and Jerry just like opens up some door in the hallway near the locker room. <laughs> and just says, hey, let's go in here. And I'm just, Madison and I are like, uh, <laughs> we don't want to get our credentials revoked. But Listen. I, I, I own the place. This TV's Jerry. Yeah. Uh, I helped put this place together with my tax dollars in the '80s or whatever. So th- this little piece, this is what I'm getting paid for. So. Okay. Was it the? Was it called something else before the Ford? No, Center? it's Maps. Oh, are you talking about here? No, yeah, uh, yeah no, it's Maps. I paid for my penny tax in Maps since 1989 uh, <laughs> for the Ford Center, and here we are at Chesapeake. So, and then you know, my wife works at Chesapeake. So. It's kind of mine. It's basically so it's Jerry's place. Basically my place. So, and as the franchise influencer, no one's gonna, you know, no one's gonna give me any government. So. Um, well, if I'm not mistaken, I, I'm pretty sure Jerry Ramsey just took a little bit of credit for the Oklahoma City Thunder being in Oklahoma City. So, uh, would it, there would be any other way. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I mean, no Seattle way. fans, send all your hate to at TV's Jerry on Twitter. Um, call in on the franchise players during the week and let them know about it. Um, but. Uh, segueing back to the game a little bit, one thing that I, I did find interesting tonight, because this is a game that you try to like focus on certain little aspects, because you know what the outcome of this game is going to be 99 times out of 100. The Thunder are going to win. Pelicans are not only kind of average, but they're also shorthanded, of course. Uh, something that I liked and I noticed was uh, Terrence Ferguson, who's been playing lights out the last month and a half, um, misses his first five shots of the game. And most of those shots were really short. And Terrence is still, he, he still has that same aggression. He still has, you know, he still has that same look in his eye. The shot looks the same. Everything looks good. It's just the ball's just not going in. And in the past with Terrence, you know, if he's not going to hit his first or second shot, and this is back at the beginning of the year, he probably wouldn't shoot again. Um, that's maybe a little bit timid, maybe not as confident after the fact. But tonight, the sixth shot went in. And uh, he was able to put the ball on the floor once again and uh, score. I- I'm just liking what I see out of Terrence, like, and it's just from a confidence standpoint. But I mean, I don't know about you guys. Um, it- it's it's really it's really interesting to see like the development of Terrence Ferguson because, l- like everyone's been saying for the last few weeks, it seems like this is the type of player the Thunder have been searching for for the last four or five forever forever. I'm not in love that he took eight shots, uh, eight three point shots tonight. He was two of eight from three point range. I am in love that he took eight shots from three-point range, though. Okay? He was two of eight. Obviously, he took too many uh, whatevs. But he took eight three-point shots. Think about how he began this season. Think about the Terrence Ferguson that was the athlete who still needed to learn the NBA game. 
he stuck in there. And like you said, to his credit, he just went ahead and shot. Shoot or shoot, right? How do you get out of a slump? You shoot. Eight shots for him from the three-point line. Six of 14. Terrence Ferguson took 14 shots, guys. That is uh, pretty remarkable whenever you think about what Russell Westbrook's shot distribution, you know, passing out to guys over the last couple of seasons. Uh, and, and look at what they did. 18 shots for Paul George. 15 for Jeremy Grant. 12 for Adams. Russ, 19. I mean, he's right there in the mix. And, you know, we used to talk about it all the time, even when Durant and Serge was here. The Thunder never had five starters. They always had three really good guys or two really good guys. Or the one year that Russ did it by himself, the one good guy. There are five NBA starters on this team, and that's what the difference is between this team fighting for a first-round playoff and then making a run in the playoffs later this year. I like Terrence Ferguson a lot, and I've liked the player that he's turned into. If you look at Terrence Ferguson last year, he was a completely different player, and I don't mean skill-wise, but I kind of mean uh, with confidence and the the amount of timidness that he would come in uh, off the bench and play on the floor. But, you know, of course last year was his rookie season, so that's going to be a little bit of a wall that rookies hit from time to time. And we've kind of talked about that with guys like Comedy Diallo. But, you know, going back to Terrence, I've seen him evolve into such a better, more confident, but more of a risk taker when it comes to being a player on the floor. I do think that has a lot to do with the confidence that Billy Donovan has ensured in him, putting him in the starting lineup for, a, I mean, a good chunk of games now. I'm pretty sure he's been out there from day one. But, you know, that's just the kind of player that I think guys like Billy and the rest of the coaches see in Terrence that maybe we haven't entirely seen yet. I think they see what he brings to the floor in practice. They see what he brings to the floor in these games now. And, you know, it's good when you're a young player like that. He's, what, 20, 21, maybe 19. I have no idea. Can't have a beer. I know yeah, for sure. He can't have a beer. <laughs> the guy so he's buy under a beer. 21. He got turned away at Flint. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. But, yeah, you know, Terrence is just – He's evolved into such an incredible player, and the fact that it's only his second season with the NBA, and I mean, I'm not going to lie, guys, the kid's skinny. He's skinny, <laughs> and uh, I was a little, like, I didn't know much about Terrence Ferguson when he was drafted by Oklahoma City, and when they had that first little uh, press conference of meet Terrence Ferguson out of the Boathouse District, I was looking at this kid, and I was like, this kid's tiny. Uh, he looks very flimsy. I'd never heard anything about him because I pretty wh- where did he come from? Like overseas or something? He played, he was yeah, playing. from Tulsa to Australia. To yeah, Oklahoma to Australia. City. That's, that's a hell of a drive. So, <laughs> that's a long drive. Yeah, but you know, coming from Australia, he was a little he was a little skinny. I was just kind of like, man, I'm really eager to see what this guy's going to bring to this team. Just you know, me looking at him and his physicality, but. He's just, he's really surprised me in a good way. I think he surprised a lot of Thunder fans. I think he's really surprising his teammates, and they just have nothing but praise to say when it comes to Terrence. And really quick, uh, kind of to what Jerry was saying, and I agree with him, uh, surprisingly. I hardly ever agree with Jerry. (laughs) But um, the eight three-point attempts, yeah, I mean, there are going to be times where any player will just keep seeming seeming like jacking up you know, three after three after three, it's so important for Terrence Ferguson to at least take those shots because, like I said, beginning of the year, if his if he didn't hit his first shot or two, that was it. He would be 0 for 2 or 1 for 1, and you'd never see him touch the ball unless it was just on a three-man weave and he was just trying to pass it off to either Paul or Russell. It's so important for him to make his defender honest and not turn it into an Andre Robertson situation where it's five on four. So yeah, he, he had his worst shooting performance tonight um, in the last you know few weeks, but I still I still chalk this up as a, an, a, an A game for him just because we all know what he can bring on defense. 
And if he's going to hit those shots, and one of those shots that he, one of the two shots he hit, he had a toe on the line. I, I thought it was a three, but he had a toe on the line. They ruled it a long two. Um, I just, I, I like what I see out of him, and it's only going to be good for this team. And um, other than that, you know, there's not a lot to talk about from this game because it was kind of boring. But um, I guess the only other story that came out tonight, and I'll get your guys' thoughts on this before we get out of here, uh, Paul George named uh, to the All-Star game as a starter um, last year, was not on the initial list. I asked Russell in the locker room about it, and you know he, he was very uh, complimentary of Paul in this season and said that it should surprise no one that he's a, a starter on the All-Star game. Um, but it's it's really surprising how far he's come because I remember the tweets, and Paul, I think, talked about it in the locker room with you, Madison. Uh, um, I remember the tweets when, when Ramon Shelburne tweets out, Paul George has been traded to Oklahoma City. A lot of those mentions were he's never going to be an All-Star again because Russell's such a demanding force, and Paul is kind of known as, like, a little bit of a passive player. And uh, just, I, I, at the time, I just was like, I don't, I don't see why, but, you know, it kind of played out that way. He wasn't having, he wasn't having the, the, the numbers in uh, year one with Oklahoma City that we're accustomed to seeing. Now it's a completely different story. He's one of the better players in the league. He's one, probably one of the, if not the best, uh, two-way players in the game right now, um, Jerry's trying really hard to make sure that the, <laughs> the door is closed while someone's rolling a card outside. Thank you, Jerry. But yeah, it's just it's really um, really incredible the uh, what a difference a year makes when it comes to Paul George. Paul George is uh, first of all okay. Are you are you right? I, I didn't check here. He's a starter in the All Star game. Yes. yes. There's yes. no way because he's in Oklahoma City. Like it's a small market. <laughs> There's no way that he could garner enough. Uh, popularity to actually be in the, the All-Star game. But listen, Russell Westbrook nailed it a couple of weeks ago. I don't believe in small markets. There's no, John Lennon didn't believe in Beatles, but <laughs> Russell Westbrook does not believe in small markets, and proof is in the pudding right there. Paul George, who, by the way, <clears throat> not Giannis and Timonacupo, who's a Greek freak. Not, you know, let's go back to Blake Griffin, who was just this athletic dynamo. Paul George is your plain basketball player, two-way basketball player, and he actually is going to start the All-Star game out of Oklahoma City. That is amazing. And Sam Presti cannot get enough credit for what he's done with this Oklahoma City market, with this Oklahoma City Thunder team. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Russell Westbrook deserves all this credit. Because if Russ doesn't pass him the ball and buy in, he's not an All-Star. But he sure is. And he is, if not one, he's 1A on this team. So congratulations to Paul George. But... You know, definitely Sam Presti, Russell Westbrook, both those guys deserve a lot of credit. I really like what Paul said in the locker room. Uh, This was after Brady was kind of asking his question about, uh, you know, how does it feel to be put in the all-star lineup and just how do you feel overall getting this kind of recognition recognition after last year? He kind of got snubbed a little bit. But um, he was saying, (laughs) I like, I think he was saying something like, you know, Russ is much more of an athlete than I am, but... You know, he kind of, it was kind of what Jerry was just talking about is that he really credits a lot of it to Russ and he credits a lot of what's going on with this team to Russell and just the way that Russell leads this team, you know, on and off the court. So, um, but with Paul George being an all star starter, I think that's fantastic. He's played phenomenal basketball and, you know, that's no secret to anyone who's in the game. Um, I, I, I think this was a good. It was a good move for him to come over to the West from the East because it's just really boosted him. It's I think it's helped his playing style because he's going to have to play tougher. It's a tougher conference, and yes, I did say that. And I, I believe it, too. I think the West has a lot of talent. I mean, not that the East doesn't, but, you know, it's just it's good for Paul. It was good for his, 
you know, evolving into the game of basketball as he gets older and everything like that. So um, good for Paul. I'm excited. And what he said, he's excited for not only himself and this team, but just for the state of Oklahoma getting the recognition he thinks they deserve. And there's a lot of Oklahoma City in that starting five. Uh, former Thunder players James Harden and Kevin Durant also named starters. Um, yeah. And Jerry, you've kind of made the case that even Steven Adams might. He's, I mean, we don't wish injury on anybody, but if there's an unfortunate injury uh, in the West. Anthony Davis already down. Anthony Davis so already down, but, a couple he's more. Prob- but he's probably coming back fairly soon, a little bit sooner than According expected. According to his agent, not a doctor, his agent. <laughs> Just that's whenever I saw the Woj thing. Can I hijack your show really quick one time? You're talking about the stories and not much to talk about here. There is something. And people who listen to this Ooh. podcast, by the way, are big-time basketball fans, and I know they are, and I know you're smart. I want to throw this out to you uh, if you're a Thunder fan. Tonight, the uh, Pelicans shot 101 shots. Okay, the Oklahoma City Thunder, 101 shots. The Pelicans, 49 makes. The Thunder, 50 makes. So how the hell did they win this game? Guys, the Pelicans shot 27.8% from the three-point range. The Thunder, 43.8%. The Oklahoma City Thunder won this game by out-shooting a team from the three-point spot. Never thought you'd say yeah, that, right? Th- that's kind of been, you know, it's I don't know how sustainable it is, but since Terrence Ferguson has been shooting damn near 50% from the three-point line in the last <laughs> two weeks, the Thunder have shot well from the three-point line because they've got another wing out there that can hoist it up and knock them down. Uh, the other thing that's kind of impressive as well with all that is the Thunder turned the ball over 14 times. New Orleans turn- only turns it over 12. The Thunder average 18, 19, 20 forced turnovers a game. And they, of course, lead the league in points off turnovers and fast break points. Um, it, it, I guess, yeah, just chalk it up to the three-point shooting because uh, especially at the beginning of the third quarter, uh, I think the Thunder went out on an 8-0 run, two three-pointers, one by Paul George um, before the Pelicans called timeout. And by that point, it was just kind of o- it was over from that point on. Um, but, yeah, like, like I said earlier, Drew Holiday gets hot, makes it a little interesting in the fourth. I was still writing my Oklahoma City 1 article and so I was like, do not screw this up. I don't want to delete. I'm already halfway done. But um, I guess really quick before we get out of here, um, yeah, I mean, kind of to what I was saying, um, if you had any more thoughts, Jerry, um, Stephen Adams, all-star starter, you and I were having this conversation up in the press box. Is, what are the other, <laughs> what are the other one-year all-stars that were probably, you look back on them now and you're like, that dude was an all-star? And I don't mean any disrespect to Stephen Adams at all. What he does at an elite level, you don't do in all-star games. You don't set hard screens. You, you don't you don't fight for every little loose ball. You don't fight for every little rebound. Uh, you don't play kind of dirty in the all-star game. It's just kind of a free for Everybody has fun. And if but, you're listen, and, and Brian agrees with me. If you think that uh, that these guys don't deserve credit, I mean, you get every now and then Jamal McGlear, right? He was an all-star for one year. Mark Eaton was a guy. Zadrunas Ilgalskis was an all-star. Look, centers, they get to go there. They get to wave their little hand and run <laughs> up and down the court a couple of times or whatever. It's good for cardio. It is a it is a guard-dominated game. But Stephen Adams, and listen, I'm not a guy who's thought that Stephen Adams is an all-star by any means. But I'm starting to look at the numbers. I'm starting to look at uh, the votes and whatever. And he's really not that far off. And guys, I want your honest opinion. If it's down to Stephen Adams and uh, Draymond Green this year, <laughs> oh, this yeah. year, it's, it's definitely Steven. who deserves it's definitely to be Steven in. Adams. Yeah, it's, okay? it, I mean, not even this year. I mean, uh, Stephen is a better player, and it's kind of been, it's kind of been that way. I mean, Draymond is definitely trending down. He's been trending down for the last 
almost pretty much two and a half years. Like well, since since Kevin joined the Warriors, Draymond Green's importance kind of went out the window. They're struggling. They had to go get another uh, All Star, you know, yeah. slash maybe Hall of Famer. So oh, yeah, they, yeah, they had to go get him. So the, there you the, go. The <laughs> cons of trying to integrate in your All Star center, um, but that's that's of course we'll we'll leave it tonight. We're, I guess we're in the Woody Guthrie. The Woody Guthrie. Yes. Room. Why would you we say are that? In the Woody I know. Guthrie. There's like four or five like pictures of them. Couple. Where, where did you get them. that at? I know. Okay. It's, one, two, three, four, five, five. Five? Yeah. What do you got through? I said undisclosed location, and then I named it, so that's on me. Oh, you can cut that out. You can cut this out. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll fix that in post. Um, uh, I guess also really quick, uh, thoughts and prayers to uh, Mr. Victor Oladipo. I know a lot Absolutely. of a lot of Thunder fans um, loved him in his one year. Um, an exciting player, really blew up in Indiana, deservingly so. The, I've always thought that the guy was extremely talented. I was so happy to see him succeed in Indiana. Um, but, yeah, just such a shame. I had a bright, I had a bright side to this. Uh, he's going to take a little while and have to, you know, to heal that thing. He can maybe make another R&B album because the dude can sing. The dude has some jams. He can jams. sing. I, we've listened to a couple of his songs uh, on our basketball show, or maybe it was like on the franchise players. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got some pipes. So, I mean, not not all bad things it's are not, coming from this. It's not uh, a terrible idea at all. Brother wins a Grammy, he comes back, gets yeah. uh, you know, a comeback player of the year. Two years ago, it was really fun to listen to Vic, you know, Vic sitting in his locker kind of singing every like random game. That was fun. And, um, to go from that to Carmelo Anthony every other game having like jazz music being pumped out of his phone yeah, in his locker. Yeah, it's like, uh, I kind of miss Vic's pipes. <laughs> but um, everybody, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the OKC82 podcast. Thanks to uh, Jerry Ramsey for joining us. Once TV's again. Jerry. TV's Jerry. Franchise yeah. influencer, TV's Jerry. Okay. You have got, a lot of titles. Got it's very hard to keep fame. up with them. Got keep, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so no, listen, you guys do a fantastic job. Uh, really, uh, whenever you talk to me about doing this, Brittany and Madison at the beginning, I said, <laughs> You always laugh. Yeah, good, good luck with that. But you guys have really <laughs> uh, committed and done a fantastic job. So uh, love seeing you guys do this and love seeing you su- uh, succeed. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Uh, Madison, good job. <laughs> good job tonight. Working. I worked so hard on this Thunder game, guys. It is unreal. <laughs> I showed up right in time for the locker room. It was great. Everybody's going to appreciate it when they see the locker room footage. But, I could uh, contribute. Yeah. Guys, mm-hmm. guys and gals, thank you so much for listening to the OKC82 podcast. Of course, subscribe, like, retweet, all that stuff. Uh, join the party. Join the fun. We really appreciate it. Um, didn't ask for questions tonight, but I'll ask for questions on Sunday. Nope, we won't. Because we will be doing we'll the, be post the post game, game on 107.7 The Franchise. So tune into that. Um, we will, of course, make that available on our podcast. Um, but everybody, thank you so much. The Thunder win 122 to 106. 116. We'll fix that in post. We will fix that in post as well. 122-116 <laughs> Thunder win. 30-18. and 18. Everyone's happy. Good night, everybody. <laughs>